This is Bobby Boucher from the 50 Shades of Boucher podcast, and you're listening to Sports Done Right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor and host of the Sports Done Right podcast, and I'm here to tell you about Cultivated CBD. The best CBD products on the market come from Cultivated CBD. So whether you want a roll-on, a smokable option, maybe you want some of the gummies to help you with your anxiety or pain relief, go to CultivatedCBD.com, the best CBD company out there, and tell them Vince Wright, the sports governor, sent you. Snowcats ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the situation room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Are you ready? You like that? You like that? Out to Edwards, left angle, three on the way. Yeah! Anthony Edwards, the number one pick in the draft, drains the triple to put the Wolves up two with two minutes left to play. This pitch is lined to left center field. Byron to his right, running, diving, and makes a spectacular catch. Lost one out near side, May there. everybody Vince Wright the sports governor coming to you sports done right Woo! lots to get into man we got an expanded show tonight I can't wait for it it is on we got all kinds of stuff we're talking about Lindsay Whalen tonight my sister is going to be appearing on the uh show here giving you kind of the up the update from her and uh, everything that's gone on out there, the induction of Lindsey Whalen into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Lots of stuff to get into with the college football here. Vikings taking down the Packers. I mean, how can you not? I mean, you just, you gotta love that. I mean, anytime we can take down you-know-who from you-know-where, namely number 12, Zadarius Smith, welcoming him back with a beautiful sack early on in that game. Um, you you got to love it. You just got to love it. So I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor. You can follow me on Twitter at TheBigSmoothOne. That's the number, or excuse me, the number one after the Big Smooth. And you can also follow Sports Done Right on Instagram and also on Facebook. Just type in Sports Done Right. So 
Woo, lots to get to, man. Lots to get to. We're going to kind of be all over the place tonight. I cannot wait. Um, let's start with the Big Ten and, and college football in general. So first off, you know, people, hey, I got to give props, man, to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Listen, the sports governor has ridiculed Texas, the Longhorns, for their move and, and you know, well, their upcoming move to the SEC you know, I'm I, you. You've heard me. Hey, these fools can't even uh, <laughs> be competitive in the Big Twelve. How are these homies gonna go over to the SEC and do something well with a third string quarterback? They almost pulled off the upsets of upsets. Austin, Texas was on fire. The stadium was lit. Bama comes to town, but I'm gonna tell you something. The you know, teams like Alabama, the Ohio States, the Clemsons of the world, you're not going to beat them with field goals, and you're damn sure not going to beat them by getting inside the the 10-yard line, the 5-yard line, and coming away with either a field goal or no points. And, you know, Texas scored in the end. They, they just left too much time because even though Alabama played a very, very crappy first half, they did just enough in the second half, and that's the thing. When you have a championship team like that, when they are down, but yet you don't truly put them away like the Texas Longhorns did. They didn't really put them away and left time and left them within striking distance. Well, we saw what happened. So two things, props to the Texas Longhorn defense of all things for really showing up on a very hot, on the day, you know, it was hot down on that field. Uh, you know, they're playing at plus 100 degrees uh, on that turf there. But, man, Alabama just too strong. In the end, comes back, gets the win in Texas. Good to see Alabama playing a true road game. They don't play a whole lot of those, it seems. And a lot of their big kind of preseason games are always these neutral site games over at, you know, the Cowboys Stadium in Dallas, uh, you know, over in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, things like that. So uh, very p- cool to see them finally show out and uh, Alabama did the thing so all right coming over to the Big Ten Conference here for a second Trev Alberts has a press conference where he talked about firing Scott Frost Georgia Southern um, I mean what can you say Georgia Southern first off no disrespect to them because they have actually had very good FCS teams down there and now they're part of the Sun Belt I believe or whatever conference Georgia Southern comes up to Nebraska. Nebraska's like a two, three touchdown favorite at home. They lose to Georgia Southern 45 to 42. And you know what? That's got to be it, man. You, you know, Scott Frost, the story, I get it. Local kid, all that stuff goes down to UCF, does big things. It just hasn't worked. 16 and 31. Listen, you can say what you want about Nebraska, and you can make fun of them. A lot of Gopher fans do, but. I have a soft spot. I have friends in in Omaha that we go visit. Been down to Lincoln for a game with the Gophers. They are literally, and I'll say it again, the nicest uh, fan base that you will probably ever run into. That is no lie. They got everything in place down there. Huge stadium, 85,000, 90,000. All the facilities. It's Nebraska. They have national championships from the past. They just haven't been able to get it going. Really, you know, for the most part, I don't want to say ever since they joined the Big Ten, 
But recently, man, yeah, just not a good fit. So we're going to see what happens there. Interim coach in place. But, you know, Nebraska, it's it's a good job because you got a whole state behind you. You know, the one thing you know about recruiting at Nebraska, that school is putting money into their athletic program and their football program. So uh, let's take a quick minute. Here's what Trev Alberts had to say about things. I can tell you that I really wanted this thing to work. Our donors wanted it to work. Everybody wanted it to work. And so uh, in a way, it's unfortunate and sad that we're we're here today. So I want to thank Scott. I also want to thank Mickey Joseph. Uh, for taking on this role. I felt like there's nine games left in the season. And uh, I think we owed it to the players. We owe it to our fans to give these players an opportunity these last nine games. Um, We've got good players on this football team. And so having a different voice and and having some new energy and enthusiasm, I'm hoping um, can make a difference for this team. And then third and finally, I think at the end of the day, there has to be accountability. When you run a professional organization that um, has high standards, accountability has to matter. And, you know, Scott and I talked about this very clearly. 16 and 31 obviously was was not at a level that um, was acceptable to us. So, Well, there you go. I mean, you heard it from uh, Trev Alberts. I thought Trev Alberts actually did a pretty good job with things, man. Um, the way he stated it in that press conference there, you know, we only took a minute from it, but... Um, again, just wanted to uh, play a little bit of that for you, my friends. So with that being said, Iowa, I don't know what's going on with Iowa. Petrus is not a good quarterback. He can't seem to get anything going. They have 14 points in two games. The Iowa Hawkeyes lose the Cyhawk Trophy game to Iowa State. Bravo to the Cyclones. And by the way, not the... Not that the Cyclones played, uh, uh, you know, a bang-up game themselves, man. They lost, or Iowa lost 10-7. Iowa stayed with the victory in Iowa City. So, I think it was six years. Yeah, I think it was six years or so that Mich- or some Michigan, listen to me, I'm jumping ahead here. Iowa had a, a winning streak over their in-state rival, but no longer. Congratulations to Iowa State. Let's hear what uh, Kurt says. We're not going to win moving forward if we can't score more points than that. we got a really good defense right now. But you can't count, you know, you're not going to win a game, seven points, ten points a game. Part of complimentary football is the other people uh, helping out when one unit's not going well. Uh, but, you know, we're going to have to move the ball offensively. That's, you know, like I said, we're not waiting on special teams and defense to win every game for us. We can't do that. It's not realistic. Change your quarterback, homie, or keep him. If you're a Gopher fan, keep him as long as you can. I don't know, but Iowa, very, very disappointing. And, you know, there's just really no two ways about it. Let's kind of talk about the rest of the Big Ten. Another one, Wisconsin loses to Washington State, 17-14 in Madison. Uh, yeah, man, the Gophers are really the best team in the West in terms of they're playing the best right now. Obviously, I'm going to touch about the, I'm going to touch on that in a minute here as I'm about to go over the Gopher game. Uh, we gave you Iowa here, Michigan State, 52 to nothing over Akron, Michigan, 56 to 10 over Hawaii. Looks like they finally got their quarterback figured out there. Ohio State over Arkansas State, 45 to 12. 
Man, I got to tell you something here. And I'm going to jump to the big board because we talked about the Alabama game. Got to give the University of Kentucky some props for taking down Florida 26-16 in the swamp, by the way. Kentucky, we think of as the basketball school. They're the, uh, well, they were the ninth-ranked team. I haven't, I'll try and pull up the college football rankings here. Let me see if I can do that real quick. Ba-ba-da-da. Yeah, Kentucky's still about ninth. But on top now, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan up to number four. You, you know, Big Ten rep in there. Clemson, number five, Oklahoma six. USC is seventh. I'm still a little sketchy on the Trojans being that high. Oklahoma State is eighth, Kentucky nine. Arkansas, little team down there in Arkansas, 2-0, and doing big things and seeing if they can stay a top 10 team. Rounding out the, the rest of it, we have Michigan State at 11, BYU at 12, Miami Hurricanes coming in at 13. They're trying to position them Hurricanes. We'll see if they can win some big games this year. The Utah Utes at number 14. Uh, Tennessee, look at that, the Volunteers. Are they going to actually have a decent year for a change? Tennessee Volunteers, 2-0. and Tight game with Pittsburgh. They come out on top. They're 15 the NC State Wolfpack is 16. Baylor is 17. Florida, after their loss, they dropped down to 18. The Wake Forest, Demon Deacons, 19th. And the top 20 ends out with Ole Miss. The Mississippi is number 20. So, all right, folks, let's do this here. I'm just going to very briefly go for 62-10, excuse me, over Western Illinois. Not a whole lot to really go over. Because it's Western Illinois. Here's what you can take away from it. The Gophers are looking good in just the way they are playing. Very few mistakes. You know, they haven't really played anybody. They have Colorado coming in next week. They should, you know, really go run all over Colorado as well. Colorado lost to Air Force by 30 points, I think, last weekend. So we're not anticipating uh, a letdown, but again, this is the team that you know lost to Bowling Green. So just keep it going, Gophers. They got to get to you know if they get through that, then Michigan State is their first game in the Big Ten on the road over at East Lansing. And I keep saying that that's the game that's going to tell us a lot about if these Gophers are pretenders uh, or not early on, because if they can get a good road win there, they're truly off and running. And with Wisconsin and Iowa, early season struggles. I mean, we don't play them to the last two games of the year. So we could be looking at completely different Badger and Hawkeye teams. And don't sleep on Purdue, even though we've had some success with Purdue. But uh, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of shaping up for the Gophers, at least early on. And we'll see what happens. You know me, I'm, I'm a let's just see it on the field guy. Not trying to get all, you know, too riled up right now. Because like I said, Got to get through the next week. Got to get to the uh, Michigan State game there and see what happens as well. So that's what's going on. The quick college football roundup. Oh, also the sports governor want to tell you something. Golf Civil War. That's right. We have been granted media passes. We're going to Chicago in a couple days to cover the Live Golf Tournament. I cannot wait. 
This is going to be very exciting. You know, I know there's probably not a maybe a whole lot of golf people out there, but you know, live which is being funded by the Saudi government. So some people don't like that. But hey, I'm I'm just we just want to see what it's going to be like. We see what it's like for ourselves. So we're going to go down there, take a peek, see what it's like, the concerts, the players, a lot of money on the line and they keep getting signings from the PGA. That's the other thing the PGA has got to worry about. So all right. We are going to do this. We are going to uh, take a very quick break. Oh, sorry about that. Hit the wrong switch. When we come back, Justin Ekstrom is going to start the show, and we're going to talk to him. This is going to be a long show. As we got Justin Ekstrom. We have my sister, Kimberly Bell. We're going to talk about Lindsey Whalen going in the Hall of Fame. And we're going to end the show with Ben Sutter talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Dak is out. Man, it is bumper to bumper. Sorry, Dan Barrero, locally on KFan. That's his moniker. But we are, man. We're from, you know, coast to coast. We're doing big things, and we got a lot of show tonight. So when we come back, like I said, we're going to take a quick break. It'll be just an extra. This is the Sports Done Right podcast with Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live and direct from the Situation Room here at the Governor's Mansion. We will be right back. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Vince Wright, host of the Sports Done Right podcast. And let me tell you something. When it comes to frozen pizza, there is only one pizza that stands out above the rest, and that is 7th Avenue Pizza, proud sponsor of the Sports Done Right podcast. Make sure you go get you some at Speedway, Holiday Stations, Lunds and Byerly's, Hy-Vee, amongst other places as well. We thank them for supporting the show. 7th Avenue Pizza. I am Vince Wright, and I approve this message. I like this right here.
did it If it's not, then I wasn't with it Bad boy, stay committed Whether hip-hop or R&B Featuring Faith Evans, co-starring me P. Diddy, you know I got the key to your city Unlock the door, rock some more Beats be lace, bad boy, heat the place We run R&B too, cause we keep the faith Giving the streets a taste, blaze with charts I remember In case you forgot First lady be making it hot. Ain't nobody taking the spot. Now it's safe instead of pain. Coming through with a better grain. In the dash, cell phone, better range. Get the cash, stack paper for the whole four quarters. Damn, some things never change. You feel me? Yeah, let's make it dance. Come on, let's go. We can dance, DJ, just play. Folks are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right. And now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. I know what time it is. Vice with the dub. First game of the season, Green Bay Packers. Well, you hear it from Justin Jefferson right there. Packers lose to the Vikings. And what a sight to behold, man. I mean, the way the Vikings played, especially Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson in the first half were you know, literally perfect. I think, you know, Cousins missed a pass or two, but it was all him and to Justin Jefferson. Justin with a couple touchdowns. He's off and running like a buck 90. I mean... Oh, it was a wonderful, wonderful day. And to see the Packers just confused, confounded, number 12 on his ass a couple times, thanks to uh, Zadarius Smith in the first one for sure. But, you know, outside of the Packers uh, driving, they just really weren't in it, man. So that was good to see. Justin Ekstrom joined me on the show or excuse me, I recorded an interview with him here. And then, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk to him about was obviously this game. So sit back about 25 minutes between me and Justin here going back and forth on the game, the Vikings and the, uh, some twins as well. But here we go. All right, everybody. Vince Wright, the sports governor. We are back with you here on the Sports Dumb Right podcast. One of our old and dear friends is joining us, Mr. Justin Ekstrom from KNSI Radio up in St. Cloud to review a very, very good start to the Viking season. So, uh, Justin, what's happening, my man? And uh, skull to you. That is a, a very nice opening win for the Vikings. Skull indeed. It's, you know, I know we'll get into it a little bit, but how nice was it to see the defense on the sideline? <laughs> two minute warning yucking yucking it up exactly. in the game in hand it, it, right exactly i mean you know all of a sudden man mike zimmer who i mean but anyway so folks again justin ekstrom joining us here on the sports done right podcast with the sports governor so justin let's start with the vikings offensive line i you know for the past three years i have said the vikings offensive line is the big question mark on this team 
So far, so good. Um, yesterday only allowed one sack, I think, of Cousins. Uh, otherwise, opening up holes, dominating, especially in that first half. So let's start with the offensive line, man. How did you like it? What did you see? Well, it, it appears that it's not like they're all the way there. There was plenty of pressure with Kirk Cousins. Two of uh, the best plays of the day, he was under duress, for lack of a better word. Like, he had to move up in the pocket. And he had to manipulate the pocket a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it, it looked like he kind of knew where the guys were. He had, a, like, a little more of a pocket presence than we're used to seeing out of Kirk Cousins. Because the it, it's weird because he's got a couple of guys that are pretty new to what they're doing. Yeah, uh, Ingram including the rookie. rookie. Right, exactly. Yeah, and you, you just... But it's like he knew. It's like they were playing together for a long time, and they just seemed to be on the same page. And that's something we're not used to seeing. Like it, it you know, there was a bunch of times where it looked like Pat El or Pat Elfline. I don't know why I said that. Um, like Garrett Bradbury <laughs> got beat. <laughs> Garrett Bradbury gets beat, and Kirk Cousins is able to move, manipulate the pocket just a little bit, and hits the wide open receiver. And it just, it just looked like for all intents and purposes, one of the better offensive line performances we've seen in a heck of a long time. You know, and I know, hey, man, I know we're only one game in here, and, you know, that's sports. It's always kind of a a snapshot of the moment. But it's just been so long since the Vikings nation has uh, really had something to cheer about with the offensive line and uh, the way they played. So, you know, the one thing, that I do worry about with the offensive line, though, is... Well, I actually, I'm going to take that back. Just scratch that. I'm not worried about anything outside of barring major injuries. I think, you know, they're going to figure it out. They're going to get better. And I just really liked what I saw yesterday because that gave Mr. Cousins time to find the main man, Mr. Justin Jefferson. And in that first half, I mean, you know, those two literally perfect together i mean it was amazing justin jefferson i mean you can talk about him all day justin but man uh what did you think of uh justin jefferson's i really think he is trying to prove this year that he is going to be a borderline mvp candidate well it's amazing to see an offense kind of geared around your guys that are really good right like i mean we know justin jefferson's good we know kirk cousins can get the job done we know you got Adam Thielen and those guys, and just doing everything, the playing to their strengths, that's something we haven't seen for the longest time. How refreshing right, right. was it to see Justin Jefferson moving pre-snap, like uh, moving all over the field? You take, uh, yeah, him, yeah. You take him out of the backfield. Dude, not only that, just, man, I was watching the film before we hit the air here, and just the way he was shaking and baking people all game long, and especially in that first half, to get open for those touchdowns. I mean – it was insane. If you go back and watch the film and watch him actually running these routes, he's making these Green Bay defensive backs and, you know, the, the couple times a linebacker actually tried to, you know, match up with him. I mean, that was just stupid. But, man, Justin Jefferson, you know, he did it all yesterday. I mean, Thielen really, you know, it seems like he took the day off. You know, he had three catches. But, man, Justin Jefferson is the real deal. That's, that's absolutely it. Like we, I, most of the nation has already seen this. It is, you know, you're supposed to have that sophomore slump 
and that junior jump, right? You're, you're right. supposed to have, he didn't have a sophomore slump, but it doesn't look like he's going to have a junior slump either because this is one of the best performances we've seen out of a wide receiver in quite some time, in purple anyway. And oh, it's just, right. It, it's just so refreshing to see them go to his strengths. Like, how wide open was he on a few of those plays? But it wasn't just his route or anything like that. It's just Kirk Cousins knowing exactly where he's going to be. I mean, he had that, that that one where he had to step up in the pocket and throw. He knew that the safety was beat because he was leaning one way, and Justin Jefferson just kind of blows right on by him, and yeah. Kirk Cousins lays the ball just perfectly on him. That was, was one of the biggest plays of the game, probably. Yeah, it the was biggest, perfect. Probably. It was, you know, that first half especially was perfect. You know, they go up 17 nothing. Let's flip it over to the guys across the river there in Green Bay. You know, they came out, you know, the guy drops the the touchdown pass. You know, the Vikings have the goal line stance. And, you know, Green Bay just, they never seem to truly, outside of that drive where they did finally punch it in, they just were, they just seemed out of sorts, um, confused. And, you know, I was wondering about this because both of these teams, both of the starters didn't really play in the preseason. So I was wondering how they kind of come out. Man, the Vikings looked like they've been playing together for years. And, you know, like I said, the Packers, even though they're division champs and, you know, um, NFC champion participants, they just looked goofy yesterday for the most part. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, though, too. So you you never think Aaron Rodgers is out of it, but it seemed like after that first half, he was already yelling at people and he's just mm-hmm. already doing those motions on the sideline. It was just glorious. Absolutely yeah, it wasn't glorious it? to see him <laughs> right. so upset. Yes, it was. Yes, Because we're was. used to seeing him. And it was so great, him just waving the white flag, too. Minute left, down two scores and two, uh, two extra points. Usually you throw them in there to get some garbage time or whatever and try to make it close. Nope. They're just like, here's, here's Jordan love. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. And it exactly. was awesome. Like they have, and it never felt like it. The second half for all intents and purposes was sort of boring. Well, it was like, it was, it seems like we always had it in hand for the first time in a long time, but also, you know, out there in Vikings, Twitter and social media, you know, here come the memes, and I, I think I shared one with some friends, you know, talking about here comes the collapse, you know, at the start of the second half and all that stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, the Vikings defense, man, um, three points. They were solid all the way around, whether it was uh, Hitman Harry on the, on the interception, um, you know, <laughs> welcome to Minneapolis, Mr. Smith, where he uh, met up with his old teammate in the backfield there on the sack. I mean, it was just a phenomenal Vikings defense and man if they can just keep something even close to this going they may have something very very special this year it's all about knowing the assignments right we we never got to really see what they were going to do with all these new pieces that they had mm-hmm. but now it seems like this defense is built like each one of their guys each one of the guys has their job you you don't have to like try to make other people do your job or anything like that just letting Harry make the call on, you know, that goal line stand, like making sure that he's doing that switch on the outside. So Aaron Rodgers can't hot route the guy that he could, you know, just, just being, just knowing who you're going against 
and just, you know, credit to Donatel for letting those guys and putting them in the correct position because, you know, I don't know how many times Donatel and his defense have faced Aaron Rodgers, but it looked like he knew exactly what Aaron Rodgers was going to try to do, and he he had it set up perfectly for this defense. Exactly. And, folks, again, we have Justin Ekstrom joining us, KNSI Radio, the sportsman up there in the St. Cloud area. So, man, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, the coaching staff, a whole new attitude. Uh, you know, Mike Zimmer, we're kind of finding out it was like he was Darth Vader over there. And, you know, everybody's just running around scared. Uh, we're off to a great start. Everybody's saying the right things about the new coaching staff and whatnot. But, man, let me tell you something here. The way that they coached, especially in that first half, like you were saying, man, with that let's just go get them attitude, you know, keep the uh, keep the foot, the pedal to the metal, so to speak, and not let up and not play to lose either. I mean, that was just, I think, kind of the difference since, again, only one game in. But that's what I was kind of feeling. How did you feel about how that coaching staff was calling the game, the plays, um, just the coaching staff in general in their first game. Well, you've known me for a few years now, and you you know that I'm I've been on board with let's see Kirk Cousins in a little up tempo offense. Mm-hmm. Let's see, let's give him you know, maybe not give him the benefit of having like three plays to be able to call what he wants, but let's get him in a little bit of a hurry up every once in a while. And they didn't do it the entire first half, but every once in a while they'd throw him up to the line quick. Let him look at the defense, see what he's seeing, and then figure out what they kind of wanted to do, mm-hmm. which was – it's. I've been kind of preaching that for a while. Just let the quarterback play quarterback. Don't make him like – you know, right. don't say, well, he can only do this, he can only do that. I don't care who the quarterback is. Let him at least try to manage the offense, try to do kind of what they let him do in the first half. And it's just like they had the good play call – and how glorious, it didn't work out, but how glorious was it where they were actually trying to gain yards and with yeah, 45 right. seconds left, and you're already up 17 nothing. Well, like, you know, I'm yeah. Like, that, hey, yeah. dude, you just hit it, man. I mean, that's the whole point. And again, you know, we're on the Sports Done Right podcast, and that's exactly what I'm talking about, man. Don't let up. I mean, you got opportunities to put more points on the board. Take advantage, man. I mean, especially against Green Bay. I mean, how how many times do you got to see Aaron Rodgers come back on the team? So, you know, anytime you're able to just kind of, like I said, pedal to the metal with it, and I think that's going to be a big difference this year over, you know, the Zimmer regime, you know, stop playing kind of scared and timid and letting teams back in by playing that way where it's just like, look, man, full steam ahead. Let's go. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. You think that was – how much of that was Mike Zimmer's ego where he just thinks his defense won't give up points? And how much was it where he didn't have faith in, like, the offense? Probably both, my friend. I mean, you know, he's a defensive, you know, guru. So, you know, the the, the hardcore, the better defensive coordinators always think that they can stop. You always think they got the answer because most of the times, quite honestly, they do. On the offensive side, you know, and I talked about this when I was on uh, WDUZ over in Green Bay last Friday with uh, the rookie and uh, Bill over there on their show. And you know it, too, is, you know, Cousins was never Zimmer's dude. That was Teddy Bridgewater. And then when Bridgewater went down when the horrific injury, 
and, you know, obviously being let go by the Vikings from that, he was just, you know, when he came in, he was just not Zimmer's dude. And, you know, that was kind of, you know, fuel on the fire was the, you know, vaccination debates and, you know, um, players, uh, do they have to get the shots and all that? And we know how Zimmer felt. We know Cousins was not going to get the shots. So that played into it, man. So, yeah, dog, he just was not his dude. Yeah, that's that's exactly it, too. It, just, it, it stinks because I really like uh, Mike Zimmer. I honestly did. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, now you start after the fact. But, you know, when you're blowing things up, you want to go with the exact opposite of what you had before, or at least try something a right. little closer to what you were missing out on. And I think they nailed it so far, and it's only – it's only one game, but you just see that, that, that like emotion on the sideline, like the sure. happiness, like they're not afraid to yuck it up a little bit because the guy isn't over there with a handle to hit him on top of the head and be like, don't you do that. Like, it's just, it's just one of those things where it just looked very refreshing. Everyone mm-hmm. looked like they were loose. And how many times did we talk about with a Mike Zimmer led team where it didn't look like they were ready? It didn't look like they were ready to play. Like you had, yeah. The, yeah, this team was ready. definitely this ready. Team looked looked ready, man. Like it's tough not to be ready. But how many times have they not been ready? Well, and also too, remember the the starters didn't play in the preseason. So again, that was always my question mark. You know, where are we going to see some early game turnovers? You know, maybe a couple false starts, and you know. Uh, Vikings uh, defense, I don't think, had any penalties, uh, very few penalties in the game on the Vikings side, so a great job there. And, you know, obviously anytime you can take down the Packers, you you know it's great. But real quick before I get you out of here, Justin, I want to turn it to the next couple uh, games here. Monday night coming up, we got the Eagles in Philadelphia. Vikings on the road, always a tough place to play. And then after that, you have Detroit coming in. You know, Detroit's always Detroit, but Detroit always plays the Vikings tough and has, you know, honestly pulled out some victories against the Vikings that they they had no business winning. So, you know, let's start with that Eagles game here because that's the next one, Monday night. Um, You know, they're coming off a big win. Jalen Hurts looking good. Man, if the Vikings can go out there and put up a, a win in convincing fashion off and running this season. That, that's what I think too. Like when I was first looking at the schedule, I thought they're going to be one and one, whether it's like they win mm-hmm. green Bay, uh, losing in uh, Philly or vice versa. That's just kind of what I had. Now I'm getting this sense of confidence where I think they could win a shootout if they needed to. And that, that Detroit Philly game, that was a fun game to watch. It wasn't the most, it wasn't the best played game in the whole entire world. <laughs> right. But it was it's a, it's a fun like when you see two teams score more than 33 points, like that that's fun to watch. It is. And it, it is. Like and you know one thing I, real quick, I'll just jump in because I they have a real good opportunity here to to come out 3 and 0. And I think that's just, you know, like you said, hey, maybe one and two, luckily two and one, but if they can come out three and oh, um, they have the Saints on the road October 2nd, um, you know, not a, at least at this point, I'm, nobody's truly really scared of the New Orleans Saints, but 
man, they have a real good opportunity to get off to a very good start where maybe a lot of Vikings Nation wasn't anticipating such a fast start for them. Yeah, that's it too. Like we we get to look ahead, right? Like we can right. we can look ahead and say, well, this, and then that, and then hopefully this, and all of a sudden we're convincing ourselves they can start off five or six and zero. Oh. But I'm just hoping the coaching staff is doing the old cliche one game at a time. Like if you're just looking ahead, looking to the Eagles game now, that's a that's a tough offense to play against. They right. they are Absolutely. fast, they yes. are quick. They're decisive. You got Jalen Hurts. Aaron Rodgers, as elusive as he is, he's not Jalen Hurts when he can just take right. off and run on you. And, you, yeah. you know, that receiving core there, may, you know, maybe this is a Jalen Rager uh, revenge game, huh? Maybe get him get well, him a deep ball or something. You know, you're, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit because that's where I was going, you know. Um this could be something, and I think that Kevin O'Connell probably has some stuff planned for him upon his return out there to Philadelphia. You know, I mean, uh, the draft pick right before Justin Jefferson, and now, you know, trade lands in Minnesota, going back to Philly. I think this could be a big moment for him as well in the big statement game um, to, to really just say, hey, look, the Vikings have other options here for receivers beyond Thielen and Jefferson. And I'm the guy. Yeah, so we don't know how much of Kevin Connell's offense was in L.A. Like, what, was that Sean McFay or was that Kevin mm-hmm. O'Connell? Whatever it was, we got to see that a lot of it is the same, like moving Cooper Cup around, get him wide open. But then in the next week, it would be Bobby Trees. It would be right. somebody, it'd be some, somebody completely different where they scheme and I'm not, I'm not opposed to like, you know. Now everyone's like, okay, it's going to be Justin Jefferson, this Justin Jefferson, that. I'm not opposed to them featuring somebody else in this offense. There's nothing wrong with moving Dalvin Cook and getting him 150 yards or something. You know, get get him working through the air a little bit too. And oh, you exactly. you know they have something planned for Jalen Rager, just like you said, man. I they have to. Yeah, they gotta have. I don't know. I don't know how much of the playbook he's been able to right kind of filter in yet. But I well, I think that's the key because you know he you know he didn't get a look at receiver during the game. Obviously, they were using him as a returner. But man, I think yeah, they they're gonna have something special for him for Philadelphia. Um, hey, real quick before I get you out of here, Justin, I wanted to get your thoughts on the Minnesota Twins. I and I hate to totally kind of pivot away from the Vikings here, but. Just quickly, because I know you're you're a good baseball mind and all. We really haven't talked a lot about the Twins on Sports Done Right lately because, unfortunately, they're kind of doing Twins things, you know, swept by Cleveland here, four and a half games out where, you know, a couple weeks ago they're in first place. Uh, just give me your kind of take on the Twins and what you would like to see from them. Um, do you fire Rocco? I mean, what do you do? Well, for me, it's just every move they made seemed to backfire. It just every everything kind of hurt on them. You know, you get um, Buxton, you give him the huge deal, uh, and then he ends mm-hmm. up getting hurt. And whether or not they're shutting him down on purpose, that's fine too. Just like what you what you kind of thought was going to happen, but right. you didn't want it to happen. And then their deadline acquisitions just haven't panned out. One guy got hurt, and the other guy's been getting shelled. So it's 
just just a really, really, you know, I loved what they tried to do, but you never win the deadline at the deadline. Right. You, win, <laughs> you win the deadline at the end of the year when you're playing in the World Series or something, you know? It's just, I, I don't, and it just stinks because it just seems like Rocco has zero interest in just letting his players play. He's kind of yeah, overmanaging him, maybe. Right, exactly, man. And, you know, I mean, who am I to talk about, you know, a former, you know, MLB manager of the year, by the way. But, man, it, you know, like the the kid from uh, Concordia, the local kid that uh, finally got to start there. He's having a good game. Okay, you know, five innings in or whatever it is. Okay, you got to go. Let some of these guys pitch, man. I mean, like you said, it just seems like he's just overanalyzing, overthinking it at times. And, you know, sometimes it works. A lot of times it doesn't. But the Twins are just suffering right now, man. It's it's really hard because as as awesome as the beginning was, we, you know, we didn't think they were going to be all that great. So then they show us this team that's like, oh, boy. They're really good. <laughs> right. And I think it was just, they were just over exerting the talent that they had, I think. And it's just, uh, it's just sad to see it because now they have this opportunity and they still play Cleveland, what, five more times? But yes. So yep. they, they have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have that. They have that opportunity yet or four more times, whatever it is. But oh, yeah, yeah, they have just, another for, shot. It seems over. It, se- it yeah. seems over. It just stinks like the. The whole entire season was going great. Then all of a sudden, and I think the 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 fan the fans, including myself, kind of took them for granted for a little bit. And uh, yeah, now all I mean, of a sudden, the greatness is gone. It's funny because yeah, I mean, you know, even when they were sitting in first place by a game or two, you know, I mean, it wasn't like Target Field over there was totally sold out or anything. And now that since they've kind of hit the skids. You know, obviously the fall weather is going to be coming, you know, getting a little cooler outside at night now. Um, don't know if I necessarily want to go to a, the outdoor ball game. You know how folks can get with that. So, yeah, man, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it real quick because, like you said, it just seems like, I, I don't want to say nobody cares, but everybody's just anticipating, oh, here we go again. The Twins are starting to, well, are tanking at this point. And even if they did make the playoffs, man, I just don't see them getting past the Yankees in Houston. I mean, they just can't beat the better teams in baseball. That's that's exactly it, too. And they can say all the right things. They want, oh, yeah, this doesn't scare us. You know, we can go to New York and we can do this. We can go to Houston and do this. Well, you haven't. You haven't showed us that. I mean, Houston swept you, and what? What did we get? Two games out of the seven against the Yankees, mm-hmm. or something like that. Just, yeah, right. it's... just gross, man. It's just, it's just sad because you want so badly to believe that at least one Minnesota team can get over the hump and just surprise people, like pull an eighty-seven or pull a ninety-one. Right. You know, just like it was, you just want to see them do that again, or even pull an O two. Like they did in O2, just get to the ALCS, just kind of out of the blue. That would be stellar. But it's just this team doesn't seem to be built to be a front runner. Doesn't seem to be like a number one overall seed, so to speak. Yep, like absolutely. It just, and it's, it's just sad. It just stinks because you want all their moves to work out, and of course, like sometimes. 
sometimes you get a look behind the curtain and then the wizard's not there. <laughs> right. you know, it's just, sometimes it just you know, doesn't happen. Exactly. Hey man, that is actually a perfect way to end it here. The 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 Wizard of Oz is just not working for the Minnesota Twins. Folks, you can find him on Twitter at the Sports Scribe Twenty One. You can find him KNSI Radio in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Uh, his shows usually on Saturday mornings over there, and he does a great job of covering sports all around this state. Justin Extra Man, I want to thank you as you know as always, man. Not only a dear friend personally, but a great friend to the Sports Done Right Show. And we just appreciate you, man. So thank you again for popping on here, and we will talk with you soon. All right, so that was Justin Ekstrom coming in and joining us, man. I, You know, Justin, like I said, big friend of the show, everything. And can't thank him enough for, for uh, popping in here as well. And with that being said, new coach Kevin O'Connell had a few things to say in the locker room. And then I'll, you know, the game balls and everything. So, Coach, how you feel? First and foremost, all right, you get an opportunity to be a head coach in this league. It takes the ultimate trust from ownership to decide that you're the right guy to lead the organization. And I'm so thankful that they picked me, not just because of them as owners, but because of our coaching staff, our players, and everybody that pours in to this team. Because like I told you last night, I love this team. I love this team and everything about you guys, but I want to give a game ball to both. This this one, this one's for. And even it's got to come out of my budget. This one's for every single player and coach in this room right now. Hey, everybody loves the new coach. It helps when you defeat your rival the way you did. So congratulations to the Vikings. Long way to go, obviously, but what a nice way to start it with all the negativity coming from last year with Zimmer leaving and taking off and all the stuff we kind of found out after the fact uh, regarding him as well. So again, congrats there. Uh, Let's do this because I want to pivot into the Lindsay Whalen situation. And it's that situation, by the way, is that she was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Now, let me just kind of give you a backdrop here before I play the interview with my sister because one of the things I I want people to understand is the state of the Minnesota Golden Gopher Women's Program. By the time my sister got there, I mean, you know, they brought in a new coach, Cheryl Littlejohn, you know, things just weren't happening in the first couple years and whatnot. I, you know, things happen, man. It, it, it was what it was. But then they get this recruit from Hutchinson, Minnesota, and she helps turn around an entire program. They were playing to maybe two or 300 people by the time my sister started her freshman year there. Playing in the Women's Sports Pavilion, as it was known on campus at the time, by the time they were done, they're in NCAA tournaments with Lindsay. They're playing over in Williams Arena, which is where the men's basketball team plays because they're selling out every game, 14,000 people coming. So let's talk about the career highlights and her awards. I mean, I'm just going to start 
you know, this is incredible. This really is incredible. So, Lindsay was a winner in the Euro Cup in 2014, the Turkish Cup in 2013. She's had her number retired by the Lynx. She's on the WNBA 20th and 25th anniversary teams. She is a three-time assist leader in the WNBA. She is a three-time winner of the WNBA Peak Performer Award. She is a two-time All-WNBA Second Team player, a three-time All-WNBA First Team player, five-time WNBA All-Star, and as we know here in Minnesota, a four-time WNBA champion, winning those titles in 2011, 2013, 2015, 2017. Yeah, every two years, Minnesota Lynx were bringing home championships from the WNBA, so congratulations to Lindsay Whalen, who is just a, a phenomenal person. You know, you probably, if you saw the Hall of Fame induction speech, a very cool yet dry sense of humor, kind of that witch she has about her. But man, she really, really helped turn this program around. I mean, she did, you know, turn it around. What she was able to do in the Big Ten you know, by bringing the Gophers and helping to bring the Gophers along with this team from the outhouse to the penthouse. And I mean that literally, people. I mean that literally. Those of us who grew up here and then know that time of Gopher Hoops basketball know exactly what I'm talking about. And her, along with that team, and uh, once they got uh, Carville in the mix, it was just incredible what they were able to do so this is my little sister kim bell kimberly bell kimmy bell as i always like to call her little kimmy talking about you know her time there kind of like i said what she walked into by the time they got Lindsay recruited a couple other pieces in place a new coaching staff came down the road as well so this is my sister she had the opportunity to go out Lindsay invited her out for the weekend for the induction so here is my sister, proud big brother here, Kim Bell, talking about her very, very dear friend, Miss Lindsay Whalen. All right, everybody. Thank you again for joining us on the Sports Done Right podcast. This is Vince Wright, sports governor, of course, with a very, very, very special guest today. Um, you know, when you call your little sister your little sister, she's usually your little sister. But when your little sister is a couple inches taller than you, well, you know, it is what it is. But my sister, Kimberly Bell, I always call her Kimmy. So Kimmy Bell is a former golfer player. She played with Lindsey Whalen for a couple years. They are, you know, very, very good friends to this day. My sister had the privilege of going out to uh, the Hall of Fame induction. So we have her for a few minutes. So... Uh, Kimmy, welcome to the Sports Done Right show for the very first time. My little sister, everybody. Yes, very first time. Thank you, thank you, and thanks for having me. I'm excited. This is going to be awesome. Yes, it is. So what I kind of want to do with my sister, we've talked about this, you know, just to give you guys an idea, I'm going to talk to my sister about the first couple years of the Gopher program before Lindsay got there, Um, you know, just kind of the struggles they were dealing with. Um, Lindsay comes in then after Lindsay gets there you know there's coaching changes all of a sudden the sky's the limit for the gopher team so Kim you know just to give people a, a very quick background I'll tell you my sister went to Washburn High in South Minneapolis um, 
you know, hundreds of scholarships offers because, of course, she is six foot seven and, you know, a very good basketball player. And, you know, sis, you developed a very nice little baby sky hook, which I like, too. So, <laughs> yes, indeed. I did. I did, Ben. Uh, okay, so let's get to it here, sis. All right. The first couple years were kind of rough for that gopher program. I call this gopher program people the foundation because, you know, you kind of got to hit rock bottom before you can build it back up. So, you know, Kim, just tell folks what that program was like the first couple years after you got there and what you guys were dealing with. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really like your analogy of, you know, you have to hit rock bottom before you kind of, um, you know, just bounce forward. Um, so that, that's essentially what, what happened. So, um, I'll, you know, my first three years with the Gophers um, coming in was really rough for me personally. Um, you know, being the star in high school um, and coming in a preseason and um, kind of really learning and trying to understand what, you know, being a, a student athlete at a collegiate level was, right. was difficult. Uh, in addition to, you know, um, coaching staff and, you know, kind of personality differences and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. Um, so my first three years, you know, like I said, was really hard. Um, you know, I'm certainly not going to bash anyone. Um, Cause I think everyone did their best with, um, with, you know, what they knew right. and, and how they need to do it. Yep. Um, but I, I will say to be frank that the reason I did stay for those first three years was because of my teammates and some of those assistant coaches. Um, I mean, I, I certainly was not, you know, the best athlete, um, mm-hmm. but I did work hard and, yeah, she did. Um, and it, it, you know, <laughs> and I still, we still talk about this to, to this day with a couple of my teammates who I, who I still keep in contact with is, um, there's days where you kind of X those first couple years out of, out of your head. But I always tell mm-hmm. myself that, you know, those first three years shaped a lot of who I am today. Um, right. you know, it, I kind of, um, I would consider it almost a dictatorship, um, which is not great for morale. Um, and right. I think that's what happened, um, with, you know, a lot of the players leaving and transferring and, um, it just wasn't fun to play. You know, I lost my passion for the game, um, because it just wasn't fun. Um, it, it, it like I said, it was, it was essentially a dictatorship. Right. Well, let me ask you this. So you get through this, you know, personally, I know how she got through it. This is a very strong young lady. Um, My sister is one of the people that I admire most in my life without getting too sappy here. But, you know, Kim, tell the folks then all of a sudden, okay, this new recruiting class comes in. There's this young lady from Hutchinson, Minnesota named Lindsay Whalen. Tell the folks kind of just your first interactions with her and, and just, you know, did you see anything special from like, you know, those first few practices, you know, how did you and Lindsay kind of meet and, and start hitting it off? Yeah, well, actually way. Um, so because obviously we're both from Minnesota and we both played AAU. So we actually played against one another a few times in high school, AAU. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, she came in, uh, we're two, I'm two years older than, than Lindsay and, you know, on her recruiting trip, I just knew I'm like, wow, oh, this girl's awesome. She's so down to earth. She's so humble. Um, just, just an amazing human being. And, you know, when we found out that she, you know, committed to, to the golfers, like I was, I was thrilled. 
Um, nice, I knew yeah. her skill set. <laughs> I knew how ten, you know tenacious she was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really excited for you know for her for the future, well her personal future and, and the future for our team. Well, um, I'm sorry, sis. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, that that was yeah, that's all I was going to say. <laughs> well, uh, you mentioned the skill set, so talk about that for a quick minute. What did you see from her in those first practices? What was she doing good? Was she doing everything good? I mean, what was standing out? with the incoming freshman as you know as a point guard you are the quarterback you know you you lead the team you direct the team and that's exactly what she stepped in and did as a freshman you know um you know like i said just her tenacity her just her her you could tell just her her desire to win her you know competitiveness her you know encouraging people who who are struggling you know that Mm -hmm. kind of thing and a lot a lot of those things i'm talking about you can't teach Right, and that's yes. something that she came in with, you know, that was just organic. Um, I mean, obviously, let's not talk about her, you know, actual, you know, basketball skills, you know, mm-hmm. the passing, you oh, know, the shots, yeah, the, yeah. you know, yeah. the awesome, you know, different behind the, you know, back, you know, passing and and layups and just everything in her, you know, it, it's just it was amazing to just watch her the first couple practices. Right. You know, that's funny you mentioned that because, folks, you really need the YouTube Lindsay's highlight reels and films because, you know, since she went into the uh, Hall of Fame here, I've been checking them out. And, you know, you kind of forget because she's been retired now for a few years. You kind of forget how she used to run the court. You know, they they talk about the, you know, the generalship and, and the point guards always in control. But, man, the passes, like you said, behind the back. Um, just the court vision that she had, along with, you know, hey, she can get you the points if you needed it as well. Um, let me ask you this. And again, we have my uh, younger sister, Kim Bell, on with the Sports Done Right podcast. We're talking about Lindsey Whalen, one of the newest inductees to the Basketball Hall of Fame. So, Kim, let me ask you this. You know, the coaching change happens. Brenda Freeze comes in. You guys, all of a sudden, it starts kind of clicking for the Gopher women's basketball team. And this state, it's been a long time since the Gophers were good in women's basketball. When did you kind of start seeing the change after Brenda Freeze getting there? Like, did you sit there and go, hey, wait a minute, we're going to start winning now? Or, you know, did it take a few games in where it was like, hey, man, we got something special kind of happening here? No. And you know what? Um Lindsay Leiser and I were the co-captains my senior year, and we actually got to sit in on the final interview with Brenda. Um, and, and Brenda actually recruited me when she was uh, coaching at Iowa State. And mm-hmm. I knew once she was named our coach that our season would be completely different. Um, and I agree with that. Her vision for our team, um, her building those relationships with us, mm-hmm. um, and obviously her coaching staff, um, and just her desire um, to win and to turn that program around. Obviously, you need the pieces of the puzzle, right? Right, so, absolutely. You know, the Lindsay, the Janelle, the Carvel, you know, Corinne Von Wald, Lindsay Laser, you know, Kim Prince, and, you know, all of us in the kind of mm-hmm. in the background supporting them and doing our part. Um, so I think that's really what turned that team around. Well, you know, one of the things, too, that I – I get asked about you because despite the fact that my sister thinks nobody knows her or remembers her, tons of people remember you playing basketball at the U and you know, my sister, unfortunately she has her big brother's knees, unfortunately. So let me ask you this, Kim, because obviously, you know, sure you wanted to play more and whatnot. 
But I remember being at some of those games and there was no bigger cheerleader than my sister waving that towel. You know, you never sat down on the bench. I don't think for, unless you were in the game, you weren't sitting down because you were right there cheerleading out there in front. You know, talk talk to the people about how important, because I think that was just an important too, because the bench interaction, yeah. the whole team just lifted up and they were more involved and it was a lot more fun to go to go for women's basketball games all of a sudden. Absolutely. I, I you know, I remember, I think it was a year or two after I played and, you know, like I said, I was no star, you know, I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, a great athlete. But I remember a fan, and I remember her being a very dedicated fan, and she said, you know, Kim, you know, you didn't play much your senior year because, you know, now I've had six knee surgeries, but you had, you know, your knee surgeries, and, Mm -hmm. you know, Janelle came in, who's obviously much more skilled, but you were the heart and soul of that team, Um, and that's something I I still take pride in, Um, and that's that's something that each team needs to have, you know? If you don't have that cheerleader, if you don't have, you know, someone uplifting your teammates when they're feeling defeated or, or, or not, or, or not, you know, mm-hmm. you need mm-hmm. to have that, that someone who is, who's going to be there through the thick and thin and who's going to drag that team to the finish line. Um, and I thought that, you know, especially my senior year, that was my role and well, I, I wore I, it with yeah. pride and honor. Yeah. Well, you did a phenomenal job and, you know, I'm going to touch before we end this about, you know, the lifelong friendships and whatnot here, but as this team now is starting to win, you know, like we talk, you know, basement to the penthouse, so to speak. You know, your last year, you actually got to the NCAA tournament. Talk about what yeah. that was and how Lindsay played into that team where all of a sudden you guys are a NCAA tournament bound basketball team. Yes. And I think, and like I said, you know, I really think Brenda Oldfield, well, Brenda Oldfield at that time, now Brenda Fierce, who's at Maryland, she definitely designed our offense around Lindsay and Janelle oh, who are two, okay. you know, obviously go to start players. Um, right. And so, so, you know, her, her knowledge of, of basketball and how to win, I think that played the biggest role in, in, in us moving to the second round of NCAA tournament. And I'll never forget, we ended up losing to North Carolina and I was on the floor just bawling. I knew, you know, this is <laughs> yeah, for me. It's and, over. You know, yeah. I'm going to miss my teammates. And Lindsay came over and like, laid on the floor with me and hugged me and, and she said, I'm so sorry, Belle. I'm sorry, Belle. We didn't win. I didn't, I don't win this for you. Um, and that, that meant the world to me too. Absolutely. Like I said, I, you know, I, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'll never forget that. That's cool. So again, you're listening to sports done, right? My sister, Kim Bell is joining Vince, Wright, The sports governor here. We're talking about Lindsay Whalen. So, you know, you know, we can talk, and I'll, I'll mention before this interview airs, we'll talk about Lindsay and all the, the trophies and, and the stats and everything. Tell the folks what your friendship, what is Lindsay like as just your friend? You know, not the head coach of the Gophers, not this awesome basketball legend. And I know that's always hard to kind of separate the two when you're dealing with Lindsay. But, I mean, you're one of the very few people that, you know, you are a very good friend of hers. What is that friendship like and and the friendship actually between you and those teammates? Because you guys are all in touch to this day. You all get together when you can. It's really quite amazing. Yeah, you know, and I, I think, um, you know, you hit on the head is 
for me, um, it is easy to um, remove her as, you know, the, the all-star, the, you know, the right. yeah. it's because she is my friend. Um, and I, I know her, um, I know her heart and I know that she's even a more amazing human being than she is a basketball player. She is yeah. absolutely, she's hilarious. And I don't know if, I'm sure you saw her speech, but <laughs> yeah. that encompasses who she is. Right. She has this dry humor and she's just super witty. Um, but you can also, you know, talk serious. Like, you know, I can, I can tell her my business and I know it, it's not going to go anywhere. I can trust her, right. you know, with my secrets yeah. or, you know, with whatever I'm telling her and I don't feel judged. Um, yeah, she's just, she's so fun to be with. She's hilarious. Um, she is real. She's humble. Um, and I'm, I'm just so lucky that, you know, I can call her a good friend of mine. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's get to this last weekend here before I get you out of here, sis. I mean, you know, when you told me that Lindsay invited you to come on out and, um, it, you know, it really enjoyed this weekend with her, I was like, man, I got to get my sister on the show finally, because this is such a unique opportunity. I mean, not everybody's invited to watch one of their good friends go into the uh, basketball hall of fame. So, you know, just kind of start with, you know, when you got into town, when you got into Boston, you know, some of the things you guys did and, you know, walk us right on through that ceremony because, yeah, it, it was great. It was funny. And, you know, us Minnesotans, you know, whenever Minnesota does well in anything, the whole state's watching. So, For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, um, Kim Nelson, myself and LL, Lindsay Leather, she's not Lindsay Freeland, but, you know, we all play together at the U and have obviously remained very close friends. Um, we all went out. Uh, we actually flew out on Thursday afternoon, and it was kind of a um, disaster, I'll say that. Um, oh, so God. we waited in our line for our rental car for two hours, oh, and Waylon's like, hey, where are you guys at? And I'm like, oh, um, <laughs> oh. Right, so like, right. Okay, so we ended up driving to um, Thursday afternoon. We ended up driving to Connecticut, the Mohegan Sun, because um, the University of Minnesota through essentially like a celebration ceremony for Lindsay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it was really cool. So it was a lot of, you know, boosters and, you know, the Wayland family. And then um, her friend, her best friend, Emily, um, came out. So we got to see her um, and just a couple other fans. And um, I think just some locals as well. Um, nice. And we had, you know, drinks and some hors d'oeuvres and, it was a good time. It was a good time. I will say, though, we, me, my, our, <laughs> Lindsay, Kim, and I had to get dressed in the Mohegan Sun parking lot. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, always fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, late, so we didn't check in our hotel until after the ceremony. Oh, oh, um, so that was Thursday. Um, we ended up driving back thir- late Thursday around, I think we got in about 3, 3.30, and we ended up in Rhode Island because I got lost. Of course. <laughs> oh, That's my sister um, gang. That's her. That's Kimmy. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so Friday we actually had, we had a free day in Boston. So the three of us kind of just toured Boston. And then Saturday, obviously, was a, we ded- obviously dedicated that day to Lynn. So yeah. um, they had a kind of a pre-ceremony, like VIP pre-ceremony yeah. for the yeah. inductees. And, you know, got to see a lot of great, great, you know, Bill Walton, Chris Mullen, Charles Barkley, you know, I'll, I'll, Don Staley, um, yeah. Teresa Grant was obviously there. She was an inductee. So it's a lot of great, a lot of um, great 
Um, and then we obviously went to the enshrinement. Um, I'm not sure if people saw that on NBA TV, but it was yeah. absolutely amazing just to see her um, in her element and then just see her, all of her hard work and dedication um, yeah. be, be honored. I, I couldn't agree more. Now, what was it, you know, did you get to talk to any of the uh, idols? I mean, these are some of the gods that I'm sure you've looked up to your whole life. I mean, you know, it's yeah. not every day you're with Bill Walton and Coach Staley and all these folks. So, right. you know, real, you know, who did you get to talk to and, and all that stuff, sis? Yeah. Well, you know me. I'm not, I, you know, I'm, right. I'm, really, I'm a huge introvert. I'm really shy and I, I don't get... <laughs> Um, I don't get super excited when I see famous people because we're all people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. No one's better than anybody. But I got to talk to Chris Mullen, and I almost lost lost it because <laughs> I, I loved watching him play growing up. So I, yep. he, you know, he was like, "Hey, we're, you know," and I just kind of told him who I was and why I was there. And he's like, "Ah, oh, you're from Minnesota, huh?" He's like, "You're about an inch taller than me," and I was. I <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I got to talk to him. Um, and just pictures of people. I didn't really approach anybody because I think right, it's a yeah. little intrusive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but Chris Mullen, I think he definitely made my night outside of just being there for my friend Lindsay. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so sis, first I want to thank you, you know, for taking some time out. You know, on top of everything else, my sister is a mother to three, soon to be three-year-old twins. Um, you do everything, you do everything extraordinarily well. That's why I love you. You are the best little sister a guy could hope for. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And before I let you get out of here, let me ask you this. Where do you think, just kind of a modern day question here with the Gopher women's basketball team, Lindsay now coaching a few years in. What do you see for the program in the next couple of years? They got a big recruiting class coming in this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of weight coming in on that class. She's got a lot of good players coming in. What are you thinking yeah. here in the next year or two? You know, I think this team and this recruiting class can do absolutely anything. And I know it's you know Nia Nia Holloway, you know, tore ACL. Um, yeah, that yeah, that hurt. Which is you know tough, obviously. But I I really think that they have a solid crew. I think they have a lot of um, women who want to be there, who mm-hmm. want to see this program move forward. Um, and I know it's tough, you know, um, with the transfer portal, because essentially yeah, what, right. what you're doing is you're recruiting each year. You know, you're recruiting each year the same players that are on the team. So right. that's, that's, that has to be really hard, and I know it's hard um, for her as a coach, but I, I really think that this team is going to do great things. Um, you know, biggest one of the biggest recruiting class, classes in I don't know how long, uh, to one team. Um, so I, I think it's a matter of them just kind of meshing together and figuring out their system um, and, and just going from there and trusting each other and trusting their coaching staff. Right. Well, I'm going to tell you something, folks. If you ever want to win a bar bet like Kim's big brother did, my sister is the tallest lady gopher to ever play basketball at the University of Minnesota. And it's put down in many articles. So, sis, thank you for helping me win 30 bucks one night. I appreciate that. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much again, Kim, for uh, jumping on here with us. And, um, you know, take care of those uh, darling little kids. I will see you guys soon and love you from the bottom of my heart, girl.
And we love you. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. My little sister makes her debut on the Sports Done Right podcast here. So, first off, thanks, Kim, for jumping on here as well. We're going to take a little break here. We're having some technical issues with the upload here on Winana on Ben's interview. So we may have to put that to the next show because we are just having some uh, technical issues, like I said. So we will be right back. And I'm going to try in this next break to see if we can get Ben's interview here. If not, he'll be on the next sports done right. So we will be right back after this break. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Vince Wright, host of the Sports Done Right podcast. And let me tell you something. When it comes to frozen pizza, there is only one pizza that stands out above the rest, and that is 7th Avenue Pizza, proud sponsor of the Sports Done Right podcast. Make sure you go get you some at Speedway, Holiday Stations, Lunds and Byerly's, Hy-Vee, amongst other places as well. We thank them for supporting the show. 7th Avenue Pizza. I am Vince Wright, and I approve this message. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to have that interview with Ben. That's going to be on the next Sports Done Right. Again, just having some issues here on the technical side. We weren't able to get it uploaded to interface with the show here. So he will be on our next show, which will be in just a few days. It's going to be... A very, very interesting show is we're going down to the Live Golf Tournament in Chicago, and we are going to just talk and, you know, live golf and see what it's all about. The concerts, you know, a lot of PGA people hate this because it's backed by the Saudi government and a lot of things going on, a lot of uh, politics being played from um, different sides, a lot of patriotism being thrown in, trying to get people not to go. But there are a ton of golfers that seem to be going to live now. And it's a different setup. It's very, very interesting. And we're just going to see if this is something that can be sustained. Is it something that people will go back to? So we got media passes. We're helping to talk to some of the players, some of the fans down there, and just see the whole experience of a live golf tournament Will they get world rankings points down the road so their players will truly be eligible to play in the uh, majors, things like the Masters, U.S. Open, the British Open, things like that? Lots of stuff to be answered. And again, a shout out to Ben Sutter the third. Ben, sorry uh, it didn't work out tonight, but Ben is gonna that interview will be on our next show. So with that, I am Vince Wright, the Sports Governor. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Done Right. And with that, my friends, I bid you adieu only after we give you our usual read from our network sponsors. The show's on the Pigskin Podcast Network. And folks, you got you to gotta go download DraftKings. The first Sunday, we already had that. But I'm going to tell you, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the, of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Folks, just bet $5 and you're going to get $200 in free bets instantly. It's that simple. $5, $200 in free bets instantly. All you got to do is just sign up DraftKings. Let me tell you, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. 
Again, that code, that code is TPPN, and you're going to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. The code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, folks, thank you again for listening. Sports done right. We will be back next week with Ben's interview talking about the Cowboys, how they're suffering now all of a sudden with Dak Prescott out. And we will also have that golf review with the Live Tournament down in Chicago, amongst other things, Vikings, Gophers, everything else. Thanks for listening. I'm Vince Wright, Sports Governor. We will be back next week, my friends. Peace. Two fingers. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.